Welcome to episode 86 of My Circus, My Monkeys. It's the second week of April, and we're going to continue our spring cleaning theme this week. Last week, your challenge was to get rid of one task or project that was no longer a priority for you or your department. This week, we're going to do the same thing, but with your stories. We all have stories we tell ourselves that get in the way of our success. We're going to talk about how to identify those stories and create new, better stories that are aligned with your goals. So stay tuned. You're listening to My Circus, My Monkeys, the podcast for supervisors in education or any field that emphasizes growth and development. If you want to reign in the chaos and transform your team to better serve your students and clients, Keep listening. This podcast explores essential information on supervision, employee engagement, and using a strengths-based framework to empower you and your team. We'll examine the latest research in psychology, neuroscience, education, and beyond to help you and your team get to the next level with your host, Ann Brackett, the Chief Engagement Officer of Strengths University. We all have stories about the way the world works, our place in it, and who we are. These stories guide our thoughts and behaviors every day. And those stories are typically based on our beliefs. Beliefs are often tied to things that seem larger than life, like religion, social norms, or even our career field. And that makes them feel like they're true. And when I say our stories are based on our beliefs, you might be thinking, well, what's wrong with that? And in order to answer that question, we need to go a bit deeper and answer what are beliefs. Dr. Nicole LaPera defines belief as a practice thought grounded in lived experience. So what does that mean? We have a thought, or more often than not, someone gives us a thought and we keep thinking it. Then we start to see enough examples of that thought being true out in the world, and bam, we believe it to be true. For example, when you were growing up, maybe your parents made all the decisions. If you dared to question them or try to advocate for yourself, they immediately shut you down, and maybe you even got in trouble. You started thinking, arguing or challenging others is bad. Don't do it. You may have tried to do this challenging with your parents or other people that you saw as authorities on several occasions. And since the same thing kept happening, you came to the conclusion that you don't get to challenge others, especially those in positions of authority. That's your belief about your place in the world. And whenever you get into a situation where you might disagree with the decision, your brain reminds you, too bad, so sad, we can't speak up or we'll get in trouble. Now, You can see how those stories about how the world works and your place in it might stand in your way of being an effective supervisor. Your subconscious knows that you're not allowed to speak up and question things. That's the subconscious programming we've talked about in other episodes. So anytime you feel like, oh, I should say something, your subconscious immediately puts a stop to it. There's a voice in your head that tells you a story about the situation that keeps you quiet. This means if you're in a meeting with your supervisor 
and they let you know about yet another event administration wants you and your team to do, you're unable to advocate for yourself or your team. You might be thinking to yourself, there's no way we can keep going at this pace, much less take on another event. But what comes out of your mouth is okay. Or maybe something a little bit more passive aggressive. I'm not sure how we're going to get this done with everything else going on, but I'll see what we can do in the hopes that they pick up on the problem. Either way, you and your team just got way more work to do and the stress that comes with it. Now, that's just one example of a belief that we might have that gets in our way. There are loads more connected to different parts of your life. So here's a few more examples. So in higher ed, there are stories about working to exhaustion. If you're not coming in early, staying late, or taking things home, you really don't care enough about the students. Doing more with less, these are lean times. But we have to continue to provide students with the same level of services, even though we don't have the budget or the manpower to really do that. If you have time to lean, you have time to clean, that old cliche. AKA, there's no place for breaks or self-care during work hours, or maybe even after work hours. Looking at society, there are stories about, I need to be 100% at work, and then come home and give 100% as a partner and a parent. I'm a wife and a mother, so I'm the one who's ultimately responsible for making sure my husband and kids have everything they need. Or I'm the man of the house, so I'm the one responsible for the financial welfare of the family. There are also stories that we bring from our families based on how we were raised. These are all stories that came from somewhere in our past but probably aren't serving us well anymore. Now, I do want to say, not all stories are bad. You absolutely have stories that have helped you get where you are today. The real question is, when a story comes up, you need to ask, does this story help me or does it get in the way of me achieving my goals? This is very much like how we assess whether or not our talents are helping us or get in the way. In fact, our talents are very much connected to our beliefs. If you have analytical, you may have stories that you can't make a good decision unless you see all of the data first. If you have individualization, you may have stories that any rule that doesn't allow for individual differences is automatically bad. If you have strategic, you might have stories that doing anything that isn't strategic is a waste of time. Stories around our talents can be helpful in certain situations, but when they're applied too rigidly, they get in our way. But here's the thing about stories and beliefs. Our experience of the world is very limited. It's limited by the family we came from, our society, and the organizations we've been a part of, and the talents we have. We may feel like a belief or story is true and can even point to examples that seem to prove our point but we're most likely omitting tons of information and experiences that would disprove it. Even more plainly, just because you believe something doesn't mean it's true, no matter how much you believe it. The internet is filled, and the world is filled, with folks who believe to their very core that they are right about their beliefs, even if the person they're arguing with believes the opposite point of view just as much. 
Now, whether it's about how the world works, your place in the world, or who you are, these beliefs may be the thing that's keeping you from growing and succeeding. If the stories and beliefs you have keep you from being successful, you need to throw them out and get new ones that redefine your relationship about and with the world. What does that mean? It means coming up with alternative stories that allow you to challenge your old stories. This process allows you to move forward and reprogram your subconscious to stories that are aligned with your goals. Let's say you have a belief that you're not good at confrontation. What are you going to do when a team member isn't performing up to your expectations? The next time Brad doesn't get his rundown finished by the clear deadline you set, you're going to be frustrated, if not outright angry. You know you need to say something, but as soon as that thought hits you, your subconscious is going to throw out stories that remind you about your belief in your inability to confront others. Rationally, you know it's your job to talk to Brad about his performance, but your brain tells you something like, if I confront him, it's going to go badly and I'm going to embarrass myself. That's going to under- undermine my authority even more. Or if I confront him, he's going to get angry and things will get worse. Or since I can't confront him, I'll just do it myself. That's easier than trying to fix the problem with Brad. No matter which of these stories or related stories pop up, there's a very good chance you're not going to confront Brad about his performance in an effective way or possibly at all. Instead, you'll end up doing the work yourself or having someone else do it. This means you're going to be more stressed or someone else will. And if it's someone else, they're also going to question why Brad's bad behavior and performance equals more work for them. In short, you're not going to be a very effective supervisor with these stories getting in your way. So what's the solution? Questioning that belief and creating new stories that give you permission to reach your goal. In this situation, your goal is to be able to talk to Brad and any other employee about their poor performance. Our beliefs are the sum of the evidence we think we've assembled from the world. So we need to look for evidence that proves something else. That means instead of focusing on times you haven't confronted folks or the times you've tried it and it went poorly, you need to look for examples of times you did confront someone or a situation and were successful. Now, the concept of confrontation often seems big and overwhelming. But if we step back a bit, it's really just about making a request of someone to get a different outcome. Can you think of a time you asked any employee, including one that's performing well, to make a change on a project? Can you think of a time a team member said they were going to do A, and you asked them a question or gave them some feedback that helped them to decide to do B instead? Those are small victories that prove that you can talk to people about their performance, and that discussion has led to progress, the progress you wanted to see. Or we can identify the reasons the story feels true. Why do you feel like you can't confront anyone? Maybe, like my earlier example, your parents didn't allow you to question them or other adults or even siblings. You just had to suck it up because you weren't allowed to have a say. Your new upgraded stories might be, I was never taught how to challenge or confront others, 
but I learn things quickly and can learn how to do this now. Or, I'm no longer that child. I've learned better communication skills that I use on a daily basis to talk to my team about their performance. I just need to apply those to situations that seem more complex, like the one with Brad. When you have alternate stories ready, you can use them to challenge those negative stories that keep you from growing and achieving your goals. Brad doesn't do his rundown. Your brain tries to tell you that this is your problem because you can't confront Brad. You say, wait a minute, brain. I can talk to Brad about this. I talked to Becky the other day about moving her event to a bigger venue because the one she chose wasn't going to be big enough. I can look at this situation the same way. That's a story that gives you permission to do what you need to do and be successful. So your challenge for this week is to think of one story that you have that's keeping you from being your best self and achieving your goals. Then I want you to come up with at least two alternative stories that you can tell yourself when that belief suddenly pops up to block your way forward. For example, the idea that there's too much work to take breaks or to eat a proper lunch. I think that's one that most of us have that's definitely not serving us. Why would we need to challenge this story? Because the literature bears out that our brains need breaks because the literature bears out that our brain needs breaks to be effective. Our brain can only work for 90 minutes at a time and then it resets. But our brains are not computers. We can't just hit the reset button and immediately push on. It needs five or 10 minutes of mindlessness or mindfulness. That could mean taking a short walk, doing a guided meditation, chatting with a coworker about a show that you're both into, or even Facebook time. The research also shows that most innovative ideas comes when the brain is doing absolutely nothing. Us sitting at our desks trying to force a solution doesn't work. Trying to do more in a day means we're actually accomplishing less. I'll get back to the challenge in a second, but if you're finding it hard to believe me, I recommend two great books on the benefits of doing less. The first is Doing Nothing, by Celeste Headley. And the second is Laziness Does Not Exist by Devin Price. They list study after study that shows us trying to do more and more really gets us less and less. Okay, back to the challenge. Again, your story is, I have too many things to do to take a break or eat lunch. Let's break out a few alternate stories that you could use to challenge your brain. One, Taking a 10-minute break every 90 minutes will actually allow me to get more done. Two, when I don't give myself breaks, I can't really focus on meetings that I'm having with teams or students. Taking a break actually benefits them because I can be more present and supportive. Three, it's impossible to actually get all of this done anyway. I'm going to be behind whether I take a break or not, so I might as well take care of myself. And four, Pushing myself day after day is going to bring on health issues that will cause me to miss far more work than a few 10-minute breaks each day. Those are just a few examples of alternate stories, but the key is you want to find stories that tap into your values and will help motivate you to move beyond your old beliefs. I've given several examples, but if they didn't resonate with you, don't try to use them to switch your thinking. It won't work. 
Think about what drives you and what's important to you as you craft these alternative stories. And remember, this isn't lying to yourself or about faking it till you make it. These are stories that are just as likely to be true as the current ones you have. You just didn't have the ability to question them or the opportunity to look for alternate input when you first learned them, but now you do. Okay, that's this week's challenge. Find a story that keeps you stuck and or is getting in the way of you achieving your goals and find two alternate stories that are as much, if not truer, than the original story. When that story pops into your head, those old stories, pull out these alternative stories and remind yourself that you're not going to be limited by those beliefs anymore. And until next time, stay strong. Thanks for listening to My Circus, My Monkey. You can find this episode's transcript and links as well as other episodes on our website www.strengthsuniversity.org slash mycircus. If you found this podcast valuable, please share it with your friends and colleagues so we can empower and support supervisors everywhere. Finally, be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. As always, Alicia and I are here to support you as you reflect on where you are and where you want to go. One great way to invest in yourself and your team is to join us for the summer cohort of the Supervisor Strengths Institute. We are revamping the Institute this summer to make it even more manageable for your busy schedule. It is the same great content, but we've condensed it so you can work through each week's modules and start implementing change even faster. We know that life can too easily get in the way of you staying on track, so we've also added a bonus for everyone who completes all eight weeks of learning. You will get an additional 60 minutes of our time, and you can use that for more individual coaching, a short team session, or to receive a discount on a longer team workshop. Our Summer Institute starts on May 28th. Go ahead and register now check it off your list. We want you, your team, and your students to shine their brightest. And that starts with you. So join us for the Summer Institute using the link in the show notes. Or if you have questions about the Institute or other services, contact us at Anne, and that's A-N-N-E, at strengthsuniversity.org. Thanks for listening to My Circus, My Monkey. You can find this episode's transcript and links as well as other episodes on our website, www.strengthsuniversity.org slash mycircus. If you found this podcast valuable, please share it with your friends and colleagues so we can empower and support supervisors everywhere. Finally, be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode.